0: Welcome into the Big Six, presented by Renner's Warehouse. Gosh, I love you so much, Nashville. I love you so much. My name is Austin Huff. I'm obviously not Jason Martin, uh, but I am filling in for the extremely talented Mr. J. Mart. A quick background on me. Uh, so as you heard Brent Doherty say, yeah, I used to work for Rome out in uh, Southern California, but currently I work at 101 ESPN in St. Louis. Uh, but don't worry, I am a native Nashvilleian. I grew up in this beautiful city. In fact, I'm old enough to remember the Nashville Knights. Uh, I'm old enough to remember both stints of the Nashville Cats, including Arena Bowls 14 and 15. Those were heartbreakers. You want to talk about Super Bowl 34? Go back and rewatch Arena Bowls 14 and 15. Those were heartbreakers for the Nashville Cats. Shout out Pats Perduto, Andy Kelling, Andy Kelly and Corey Fleming, gosh, those were the days. I remember the Nashville Metros. I know Nashville's getting an MLS team here coming up, but anyone remember the Nashville Metros? And uh, how about the uh, the Screaming Delta Demon or Chaos, the Rock and Roller Coaster, Hangman? Gosh, rest in peace, you guys. But uh, if you care to reminisce about any of those things, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Austin Huff. Feel free to interact with me during the show as well. So shoot me some tweets. I'll, uh, I'll tweet back, maybe read some of them on air. Uh, phone lines will be open throughout the show. I've got takes on for days though. So if you, if we don't get any phone calls, it's no big deal. But if you want to call in, if you think you can add to the show, please do so. 615-737-1045. Hit us up. Like I said, I've got a fun show for you tonight. I've got takes on, uh, Carrie Underwood being sued. Brett Hull being sloshed, uh, and OJ Simpson, well, being on Twitter, so, uh, and also, uh, of course, I'll end the show with some shout-outs, but first, I want to start with some baseball, and look, I know, I know, why talk baseball? The NBA draft is tonight. All right, look, the NBA draft doesn't happen yet. You can only talk about these guys in uh, in their Gucci suits for so long, okay, (laughs) Or, or, the NFL OTAs were last week. And, guys, again, you can only debate whether or not Marcus Mariota should, should be the Titans franchise quarterback for so long. Okay? Plus, today's breaking news from the world of baseball kind of affects Nashville. Kind of. Now, on the night of the NBA draft, it was, it was actually Jeff Passan who dropped the first Woj bomb. He broke the news earlier today that the Tampa Bay Rays have received MLB's permission to explore becoming a two-city team. Those two cities? The Tampa Bay area and Montreal? (laughs) What? Record scratch. The plan is to play early season home games in the Tampa Bay area and then finish the season in Montreal like this is essentially the Rays and Tampa like trying to make things work. You know, like when you're in a relationship, you're trying to make things work. Right now, I guess I guess what they're doing right now is splitting custody with Montreal. And look at the bright side, Rays, at least this means that uh, you get two Christmases now, right? That's that's a plus. I mean, now the first thing you think, what? Okay, so what are they going to call this new joint venture? If you got the Tampa Bay Rays playing half the season in Tampa and then half the season in Montreal, you, you can't keep calling them the Tampa Bay Rays, can you? I mean, if you're if you're listening to this and you're from the South, odds are you've probably been to Florida, Bama. Are they going to go that route? Maybe Florinata? Can Canada? Flor Florinada? Am I saying that right? I mean, you could call, you could call the Montreal version of this team the Devils and the Tampa version the Rays, you know, so half the season they're the Devils, the other half they're the Rays. It, and then, and then you bring back those sick purple uniforms. Now, I, I've seen a bunch of people, I, I've seen a bunch of people tweet that they should be called the Tampa Bay A's, which I, I'll say this. That's a, that's actually a great joke. That is a great joke. A ta- the Tampa Bay A's, cause that's how Canadians end all sentences. We end sentences in America with periods, they end them with a. Now, other people said the Montreal Bay X-Rays, which that's just combining trying to combine too much. Like, we don't have to go like uh Jolino with this one. We don't have to combine the names, all right? Look, my question is, why stop there? Why stop with splitting custody with two cities? Okay? Hear me out. Why not make why not make the the Tampa Bay Rays like the circus? Okay, the Barnum-Tampa Bailey's Circus. Have them tour the country, city to city. You know, but, but they're only in each city for a limited time. I mean, you'll be guaranteed to sell out every venue you play. In fact, make Danny DeVito your mascot. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever noticed how Danny DeVito is in every circus movie? At least every circus movie directed by Tim Burton. Batman Returns, Big Fish, and this latest one, Dumbo. Always DeVito, there is the circus ringleader. Talk about being typecasted. But for real, let the Rays play under uh, a circus tent. No way that would be a worse stadium than the Trop. Plus, you've seen their bleachers. They're already used to playing in front of tarps and they're used to being they're used to uh paying their players peanuts so it all works out but look just because this was announced doesn't mean it's going to happen all right throw on your bifocals ben franklin and read the fine print here under the plan the rays would play in new stadiums in both the tampa bay area and montreal keyword new which i'll get to here in a sec and the number of home games each city would receive has not been determined. Oh man, I'd like to be the uh, mediator for that divorce settlement. You know, it's like it's like uh, many years ago, remember that couple that got divorced and they went viral because they had to split their Beanie Baby collection evenly in front of a judge? That's essentially what you got here. Splitting up the Rays home games would be very similar to splitting up a Beanie Baby collection. Because they're just as monetarily worthless. <laughs> but don't let the point be missed here. Okay? Both cities need new stadiums for this to work. Oh. Oh. Oh, is that all? <laughs> Tampa, Tampa's been trying to get a new stadium for years. So now, now, now that they've uh, given up that fight, they're just going to go, I guess they're going to settle and try and get two new stadiums? On two separate countries? (laughs) I mean, do you realize how hard that's going to be? Not just getting the aging demographic of, of Tampa to relinquish tax dollars to buy a new stadium, but then to double down and try to get a mostly French city to do the same. Let me tell you, the French are stingy. Good luck. Or should I say, a bonne chance. That's French for good luck. I know because I looked it up. Seriously, this isn't just asking your mom for, for an ice cream cone, okay? And if she says no, then you ask her for two ice cream cones. This is, that's not what this is. This is asking your mom for an ice cream cone, and if she says no, you ask her for an entire Baskin-Robbins franchise. The Rays have that much of a chance of this happening, Now, the next question you probably want to know, why not bring them to Nashville? I look, I get it. It's a fair question to ask. in fact, I love that question. I love that Nashville's kind of exploring the idea. They've been exploring the idea for years now, but now it, it's making more and more sense. The bigger Nashville gets why not why not get an MLB team I remember, I'm up here in st Louis the I remember news a couple months ago what Tony LaRusa was trying to put together a team to explore the opportunity of getting either an expansion team or getting a team to move to Nashville. I love it. I I love baseball. It's one of my favorite sports. But I'll be real. Nashville isn't ready yet. And if I'm being honest, for as much as I love baseball, I don't want Nashville to get a team yet. I don't want Nashville to get a major league team until they're good and ready until they have the infrastructure and the population to where they can they can sell out a stadium every night for an entire season. Okay, getting an MLB team isn't getting an NFL franchise or even an NHL franchise. All right? You're talking about an 8 game season, 41 game season home games. Those are puppies. Getting an MLB franchise would be buying 101 Dalmatians. We're talking 81 home games. (laughs) So maybe 81 Dalmatians, I guess. And look, I'm sorry if I'm going all Cruella De Vil, but I don't want a new team in Nashville playing in front of a half-empty stadium every single night. Because then it's only a matter of time before you're splitting custody of that team with your French neighbors to the north. (laughs) I don't want Nashville to become Tampa, you guys. So, give it some time i I trust me i want an, I want a baseball team in in Nashville as bad as anyone, but I just don't think it's there yet. I don't think it's ready. plus, how about Nashville sounds in the the first Tennessee park It's a pretty good place to watch a ball game. let's dapple in that for a few more years. All right, look coming up next i've got a load of show i've got so much I want to talk to talk about um uh, I've got a couple of things I want to get to next. Uh, mostly, coming up next, uh, Nashville's own Carrie Underwood is being sued for her Sunday Night Football song, <laughs> and I'll give you I'll give you my take on why I hope she loses that lawsuit. And I love Carrie Underwood. Okay, I love Carrie Underwood, but I'm hoping she loses this lawsuit. And I'll tell you what I mean next on the Big Six presented by Renner's warehouse i'm austin huff in for jason martin we'll be right back on 104 if the zone Nashville. i am austin huff in for jason martin this is the big six presented by Renner's warehouse and you know I got to talk about Mrs. Mike Fisher for a bit. And Jesus, take the wheel because our beloved Carrie Underwood is being taken to court. And no, it's not. It's actually not for digging her key into the side of her ex's pretty little souped-up four-wheel drive. Although, can we talk about that for a second? (laughs) Don't you think it was a little much to take uh, Louisville Slugger to both headlights? (laughs) I mean, do you realize how expensive headlights are? That's, I mean, yeah, okay, key the car, the paint, new paint job, slash the tires. Tires are expensive too, but the, I mean, headlights, come on now. That's just, anyway, look, this is not about that, surprisingly. According to TMZ, our sweet Carrie Underwood, love you, girl, is being sued by a woman named Heidi Merrill, or Merrill, excuse me, like Carrie, Heidi is a singer. Okay? Oh yeah, what's she singing? Alright, just hang on. I'm, I'll get to it. She's known for her sports theme song from 2015 called Cornhusker Strong. Cornhusker Strong. Which, let's be real for a second. Cornhusker Strong seems... It's hard to say. Cornhusker, Cornhusker Strong. There we go. Cornhusker Strong. It seems like somewhat like an oxymoron. At least these days, right? <laughs> I mean, we're gone. Are the days of Tommy Frazier and Ahmad Green? <laughs> All right, we're a bit removed from the '98 Orange Bowl game, don't you think, ball fan? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Cornhusker's strong. Cornhusker hasn't been strong in a long time. Well before 2015, when this song came out. Now, Heidi Heidi Merrill says. She wanted to ride the wave and make more sports themed music, so she came up with the song Game On in 2016 and posted it to YouTube in March 2017. But now she's claiming Carrie Underwood, shout out, Carrie, love you, girl, and NBC stole that song as the new theme for Sunday Night Football. I mean, wow. NFL NFL hasn't been hit like a hit by a Heidi like this since that Raiders Jets game got kicked off the air for that 8-year-old Swiss orphan who roams the Alps with her grandfather. You guys remember that the Heidi game? Now, why should I tell why should I tell you tell you if it if these two songs sound alike or not? All right? I'll just let I'll let you be the judge. We all know Carrie Underwood's version of Game On. We hear it every Sunday night before Sunday Night Football. I don't know why you would turn out the lights to watch uh, Sunday Night Football, but you know, to each their own. So that's Carrie Underwood's version. Now here is Heidi's version of Game On. Game on. All right, notice she does not tell you what day of the week it was, nor does she tell you how to watch your Sunday Night Football. All right, let me play it for you again. Carrie Underwood's. Hey, yeah. And Heidi's. All right, look, just because a song has the same name doesn't mean it's the same song, Heidi. Just ask the, the Pointer Sisters, Van Halen and Criss Cross. All of them sing the song Jump, and none of which are anywhere near the same song. Alright? She didn't cheat off your test. Your song is is a Scantron. Her song is a Blue Book essay. Alright, but look, I get the move here, okay? I, I, I understand the play. A lesser known music artist laying claimed that one of the biggest stars on the planet stole her song. It's a classic any pub is good pub play. Because let's be real, if she doesn't file the suit, I'm not talking about her right now. TMZ's not posting articles about her. Heidi Merrill's not being put on the map. But if you're going to run this play, at least claim your work was stolen for a song that everyone likes. All right, go after go after Oasis by Wonderwall or Oasis for Wonderwall. Claim Mr. Brightside by the Killers was actually your song. Go after the remix to Ignition by R-K- Arca- Actually, don't no, never mind. No, don't go. In fact, probably best to leave that one low for a while. But like, maybe claim like Scrubs by TLC is was your song, or or my new favorite. Go go after Lizzo and claim that her song Juice is yours. Song of the summer, by the way. I mean, heck, go after Barbie Girl by Aqua and claim that imagination was your creation, not Game On by NBC Sports. That's not even the best NBC Sports theme song. In fact, I'd argue it's the worst. Right? Nobody's suing Rebecca Black for stealing Friday. Right? Pretty sure Creed has never been taken to court. Why? because no one wants to claim bad music. And this new Sunday night football theme, let's be real, it kinda sucks. And this isn't a knock on Carrie Underwood, all right? It's not, it's not like it's her song, it's NBC's. If it was her song, it would have been triple platinum by now, okay? If it was her song, I'd be secretly jamming out to it alone in my car with the windows down on long drives. Wait, what? Look, I love Carrie Underwood. But I'm hoping she loses this legal battle. Why? Because I want the old Sunday Night Football theme back. Oh my gosh. You guys feel that? That's the feeling of fall. That's the feeling of the, the NFL being back. That's. I mean, I literally am waiting all week to hear this song so I can watch my Sunday Night Football. i waiting all day for Sunday Night. I've been waiting for two years for NBC to bring this song back. All right, this song, Carrie Underwood's legs, Clay Matthews applying eye black, Larry Fitzgerald high-fiving someone. Like, God, that, that... When NBC gives me that, I know I'm about to watch a good NFL game. That doesn't feature the Titans, which don't get me started on that. Titans will get Monday night games and Thursday night games against the Jaguars like they're nothing. But Sunday night football? They have an easier chance of getting a game on Super Bowl Sunday than they have getting on Sunday night football. You know why? Because the Titans don't play in the NFC East. Sunday Night Football should just basically like rebrand as like a showcase for NFC East. Oh, we've got Giants-Cowboys for you this weekend. Oh, cool. Again? (laughs) Pretty sure. It feels like the Giants and Cowboys play each other like seven times a week. Or seven times a season. (sighs) Also, I gotta say, pretty slick of Sunday Night Football to just sneak that theme song change under the radar. You know, it's like when they they subbed out Faith Hill for Carrie Underwood back in the day. Don't think we didn't notice NBC. Night. Yes, gosh. You know, it kind of reminds me of when... Uh, I'm going to go down memory lane here. kind of reminds me of when, like, Boy Meets World changed their theme, theme song midway through that show's lifespan. You know, they went from this... You know, sounds like the theme to every, like, discovering science laser disc that you would, you would watch in grade school whenever you had a substitute teacher in. Yeah, you guys remember, like, the early seasons of Boy Meets World. And then somewhere along the line, they changed to this. When the Boy Meets World, Boy Meets world, this, this, song, this song sounds like you put every Gin Blossom song into a blender. This, this is what would come out. But look, you don't see you don't see the gin blossoms taking Mister Feeney to court. Or okay, if you if you don't if you don't get my "Boy Meets World" reference, maybe you maybe you remember when Baywatch changed their theme? Not that I used to watch Baywatch or anything. If, in case my mom's listening, but they used to have this as their as their intro. Somewhere along the lines, the creators of Baywatch were probably like, you know, our theme isn't sexy enough. And instead of like hearing sexy, the person making the new theme song heard saxy and dropped this. Okay, that doesn't necessarily that doesn't necessarily have like a saxophone in it per se, but it definitely sounds like it should. But man, that that is quintessential mid '90s theme songs right there. But anyway, look, you guys catch where I'm catch my drift, all right? Look, I don't. I love Carrie Underwood. I don't want her to have to face legal trouble. But I want my old theme back, all right? Give me that back, all right? I don't. I don't want this. Lights, I want to turn off the song. Carrie, I love you. I wish you the best in this legal battle, however long it lasts. Just know I'll be waiting all day for Sunday night. All right, coming up next, I got. I, I want to get into a couple of things, couple of uh, train wrecks, if you will. One of which is Brett Hull and how hard this guy partied over this last week. Blues obviously won their Stanley first Stanley Cup, and this guy, this guy. I mean, you want to talk about some cups? He not only won a cup, but he had a couple of cups. Brett Hole. I've got some, I've got some great Brett Hull stuff for you coming up, and then also OJ Simpson joined Twitter. Man, you know I got to get get into that. All right, I'm Austin Hoff. I'm in for Jason Martin. Thank you, Jason Martin, for allowing me to be as ridiculous as possible on your radio show. But uh, I'm going to get to all that next. This is The Big Six, presented by Renner's Warehouse on 104... Slash podcast. Nashville. It's Austin Huff filling in for Jason Martin. This is The Big Six, presented by Renner's Warehouse, 104.5 The Zone. Man, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. Guys, I've got a a podcast called The Show with Austin Huff. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Um, if if you like what you hear, or even if you don't like what you hear, go subscribe to my podcast. In fact, if you hate what you hear, go subscribe to my podcast. <laughs> and then uh, leave, leave a review. Um, but... The reason I bring up my podcast, which, then again, how is that an original concept? Literally, everyone has a podcast these days, so it's nothing new. But you should listen to mine. Uh, I hit on both of these topics this week on my podcast, but um, it, I want to go a little more in depth here on the radio. Okay, so as many of you know, the St. Louis Blues won the Stanley Cup a little over a week ago. In fact. A, A week and a day ago, eight days ago, they won the Stanley Cup. And I know, I know, not that you needed to be reminded, okay? In fact, I'm sure Blues fans won't let you forget. But don't worry. It's a matter of when, not if the Preds get theirs. And I hope they do. You know, a few weeks back when I I first filled in for Jason Martin here on the Big Six, I gave a take on just how proud I was of the city of Nashville for the parties that they throw. That you guys throw. From the Stanley Cup Final in 2017 to the freaking NFL Draft in May. Or heck, what about 4th of July every year? That's one of the biggest parties in the country. You do it every year. Nashville knows how to throw a party. But I'll be, I'll be real with you. The entire time, uh, like I said, I'm coming to you from St. Louis. I, I work for 101 ESPN here in St. Louis, and I, I was at the Blue Stanley Cup Parade, and the entire time I was there, I couldn't help but think about what the party will be like once the Preds hoist Lord Stanley. Again, not if, but when. Or, or if the Titans win the Lombardi. Not when, but if. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love you with all my heart, Titans. When either of those parties go down, it will be like Mardi Gras on human growth hormone. I mean, just think of all of the bachelorette parties this city will piss off when they parade Lord Stanley or the Lombardi down lower or broad. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so many viral videos. Now, the party in St. Louis was nice. But Nashville... Nashville knows parties like Paul Kaharski knows complaining. I love you, PK. However, I do have to tip my cap to St. Louis. And tip my cup to, Brent Hul- to Brett Hull. <laughs> or as he's now known as, alco Did you happen to catch this guy at all during the Blue Stanley Cup parade? Or d- even during the run? Alright? The Stanley Cup playoffs, Jordan Bennington's goal allowed average was 2.46. And ironically, that was also Brett Hull's BAC. I mean, Brett Hull, from introing the teams before games, lash go, Blues, to getting caught on camera, flipping off the Bruins. Uh, to getting caught on camera rubbing his nipples. I'm not kidding. All of these photos, there's photographic evidence. You could do a quick Google image search and find these. All from this playoff run. And then did you happen to catch this guy at the Blues parade this past weekend on Saturday? Now, if this city is known as Smashville, Brett Hull single-handedly turned St. Louis into Smashville. So like I said, I work for 101 ESPN in St. Louis. Next year, we're going to be the Blues affiliate. And I had the opportunity this year to co-host the parade coverage for our station. I was essentially like the Kathy Lee or the Al Roker of this Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. We were hosting from a bar off the parade route, and we would send it down to our reporter on the street, Mr. Randy Carricker. Mr. St. Louis, one of the, one of the biggest n- names in radio and in, in really in all of media here in St. Louis. And obviously, one of the blues in the parade was Brett Hull. And, well, Randy caught up with him. See, Hulley's got a mini cup, so... That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I'm sure he's it? had Here many mini What's cups. Hulley! How you doing, man? Man, how are you? <laughs> 30 years you've been waiting for... This. Unreal! It's, it's the greatest day ever! <laughs> we've wanted this parade for a long, long time. How's it stacking up to what your dream was? Uh, it's better than I ever dreamed it would be. We've got to do another lap! Hey, hey, I couldn't tell if you had any fun through that uh, that run to the Stanley Cup or not. It was unreal. Now, <laughs> fire up the fans, don't we? <laughs> okay, so a couple of things from that. Uh, first of all, this is Randy Carricker He's talking to. He's a legend here in in St. Louis, and. And he knows Brett Hull, and every every blue, both past and present, knows Randy Carricker. And I don't know if you caught this or not, but when he when he first approaches the, I, I guess when he approaches him for the interview, he I, I'm almost positive he calls him Ed. How you doing, man? Ed, how are you? <laughs> Ed, how you doing, man? Ed, how are you? Ed, how are you? No, it's Randy, but thanks. And then also, I just love how he, like, uh, Brett, just starts to lose it there at the end. It was on the <laughs> <laughs> Like, like this is probably the last known recording humankind has of Brett Hull sounding even remotely sober. And yes, this is him sounding sober. Okay, remember last year when Alexander Ovechkin partied insanely hard after winning his first Stanley Cup? We were all like, oh, no one will ever party harder than Ovi. Uh, Yeah, well, apparently Brett Hull was like, hold my beer. Both of them. Because just about an hour later, he was up on the stage for the pep rally under the arch and under the influence. On the banks of the Mississippi and on the banks of getting lispy. You can say let's don't lose all you want, but you know what? We because we already did. There is nothing more they have to do. So instead of saying, "Let's go, Blues," we're gonna say, "We win, Blues. We win." Yeah, okay, so you get it? You get it? Instead of saying, let's go, Blues, he's saying, no, we should say, we went, Blues, because we won the Cup. My man Holsey's got a dad bod, some dad jokes, and stepdad alcohol intake. (laughs) And he didn't stop there. You know the song Gloria by Laura Branigan? It kind of became the Blues song this season. Well, he gave us his own version, a cover by Laura Drunk Again. Glory, Gloria. Gloria, I think I got your number, Gloria. (laughs) Like St. Louis couldn't house enough beer for this guy. And this comes from a city that houses the biggest brewery in America. Anheuser-Busch is down the street, and I'm pretty sure St. Louis ran out of beer, thanks to Brett. And I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking like, man, my man sounds so much like Matt Foley. It's not even funny. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there, there is nothing more they have to do. So instead of saying, let's go, blues, we're going to say that you're not going to amount to jack squat. And the ironic thing is, this all went down on a stage down by the river. I mean, if it took 52 years for the Blues to win a cup, it's going to take at least that long for Hull to sober up. Now, speaking of train wrecks, O.J. Simpson, I I said I was going to get to it, the juice is loose. Both from jail and on the internet, apparently. Mr. Orenthal James Simpson is now officially on Twitter.com. How do I know? Well, he confirmed it over the weekend. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. Now, coming soon to Twitter, you'll get to read all my thoughts and opinions on just about everything. Now, there's a lot of fake OJ accounts out there. So this one, at the real OJ32, is the only official one. So this should be a lot of fun. I got a little getting even to do. So God bless. Take care. Hang on. Hang on. Sorry, OJ. Can you repeat that last part again? I got a little getting even to do. Uh, I'm sorry. Come again. One more time. I got a little getting even to do. Getting even, oh! You can't just say that. Okay, when I say getting even, it's like people think I'm talking about a prank war. When you say getting even, someone's going to jail. All right, did you not? Did you learn nothing from Vegas? <laughs> All right, if you're looking for the juice, and you guys already know this, but if you're looking for the juice, you can find him on Twitter at twitter.com backslash the real OJ32 and. I cannot emphasize that backslash enough. This, dude, this feels a lot like when Charlie Sheen joined Twitter. You know, both, both dudes, they, you know, early in the day, they starred in quirky comedies, The Naked Gun and Hot Shots. Then both dudes kind of later lost their minds a little bit later in their career, got a little weird. And then even later in their careers, both decided to jump on Twitter. And then both gained hundreds of thousands of followers within hours only difference is Chuck Sheen didn't murder two people, allegedly. Now, this whole thing is very weird. Did he think that hopping on Twitter was going to be like a good idea? Uh, Yeah, apparently. The same way he thought hopping in his Ford Bronco and leading cops on a 74-mile slow-speed chase because he didn't murder anyone was a good idea. And I love that little fact. Like, Juice is like, I didn't kill my wife. Oh, Really? Then Why were you trying to escape? <laughs> why were you trying to get away? You don't see innocent people lead cops on a slow speed chase for nearly 80 miles on the L.A. freeway. Now, whoever suggested O.J. should join Twitter is probably the same guy who suggested Cuba Gooding Jr. should play O.J. in Fox's, or FX's, the People versus O.J. Simpson. Now, I love that show, but Cuba's 5'9", and O.J. is 6'2". But I'm sure you're like many. You want to witness this train wreck without actually having to hit that follow button. And don't worry, I've got you covered. You want to know what it's like in OJ's notifications right now? What people are tweeting at OJ without actually having to search his name? Let me take it. I can do that without, like, here on the radio with you. Let me, let me take it back to 2007. Before OJ went to jail for his memorabilia theft, he hopped on a TV show and took phone calls live on the air. And it went about as well as you'd probably imagine. If you listen to Rome, this probably sounds familiar because we used to reset this all the time on that show. But here is OJ fielding phone calls on live TV. Guys, let's go to Kevin, I believe, in New Jersey. Kevin, what's your question for OJ? Kevin, what's your question for OJ? Hi, good show, dude. Um, my, kid, my kid Chris was wondering, do you think it was a bigger feat to break two thousand yards in one season, or slice two necks in one night. I'm I'm having a little trouble, Kevin, hearing you. Um, I <laughs> uh, the classic rebuttal there from Juice. You catch that? The old uh, oh, I. I think I, I don't think I can hear you. I think you're breaking up. You must be going through a tunnel. <laughs> yeah, except that doesn't really work on uh, TV. There, Oge. But that like that was pretty bad, right? But that was even that wasn't even the worst of it. All right, Alex is listening to us in Ohio. Hey, Alex. Yes. Hey, Alex. Hey, how you doing? Not Juice. bad. <laughs> Juice, can you hear me, Juice? Yes, I can hear you, buddy. Yeah, uh, I was, remember when you played for the 49ers? Yeah. Yeah, did you kill Bill Walsh? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Like, and that's essentially what you're getting on Twitter right now. That's the audio version of what what is in his notifications. Like, just incredible. Now, you're probably wondering, what is OJ Simpson even going to tweet about? It's 2019. We don't don't care what he has to say. I'll let him tell you. Hey, Twitter world. You know, for years, people have been able to say whatever they want to say about me with no accountability. But now I get to challenge a lot of that BS and set the record straight. More importantly, I'll be able to talk about everything, especially sports, fantasy, football, and even politics. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Fantasy football drafts aren't going down for another couple of months, but don't worry. Orenthal James Simpson has you covered. In fact, he's already started. his his, his next, uh, One of his following tweets was, and I quote, Taking an early look at fantasy football, at Patrick Mahomes was my clear number one, but with Et Cheetah status still up in the air, I'm debating at Baker Mayfield or Et TG, uh, TG3. What do you think? Am I missing someone? First of all, I don't, think he, I don't think he correctly tagged any of those guys on Twitter properly in that tweet. But, I mean, hey, uh, watch your back, Matthew Barry. And I mean that both figuratively and literally. But, I mean, thanks. Thanks for the great fantasy advice, Juice. Patrick Mahomes first overall. Ah, where would we be without you? I mean, what else you got? I I play fantasy baseball. You think I should take, I don't know, maybe like Mike Trout first overall? What about your March Madness bracket, Juice? Let me guess. Four number one seeds in your final four? I mean, how's he come up with this stuff? (laughs) Probably all that time behind bars. You're just thinking of like, yeah, this is probably the way to win. I mean, only a true sports legend would know all this. Now, all all joking aside, OJ wants to talk politics and fantasy football on Twitter. Uh, yeah, that's good. Good. Because, you know, there's not enough of that on Twitter as it is. And everyone loves hearing other people talk about those things, right? I mean, heck, why not throw in your takes on religion, Juice? Are, are you doing CrossFit? Maybe training for a marathon? You should talk about that. uh, Hey, OJ, have you tried Whole30? You should. And then not stop talking about it the Whole30 days. Or uh, maybe talk about your kids' accomplishments. Everyone loves hearing about that. Do you have a girlfriend? Oh gosh, I hope not. But why why not post pics of the two of you kissing? Everyone loves online PDA. I mean, geez, talking politics, talking fantasy football... Of all the things OJ has done in his life, this may, this probably has to be the worst. Or at least the worst he's admitted to. Juice, I don't know how you managed to do this, but you went from Heisman to Hertz to Hollywood to hate it. I mean, I didn't think the filthy cesspool that is Twitter could get any more gross. But apparently all it needed was a little juice. All right, Guys, I'm not sure how J-Mart likes to close out his shows, but I like to do so with some shout-outs, and I've got some coming up. One to Taylor Swift and Katy Perry, Mike Trout, Dick Vitale, Nashville Sounds, Tennessee Titans getting one today. So stick around. This is The Big Six presented by Renner's Warehouse on 104. Zone.com. All right, this is the big six presented by Renner's Warehouse. I am Austin Huff in for Jason Martin. Uh, feel free to uh, hit me up on Twitter at Austin Huff. I got a few quick shout outs to end the show. Uh, that's, this is how I like to end each show that I, uh, fill in for. And this is how we're going to do it. So I'm going to, uh, first shout out goes out to Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. These two ended their feud while dressed like food. And to me, this is like a modern day pop culture version of like the Israeli Palestinian conflict. And let this be a lesson to anyone or everyone whether you're on the left or right religious or not blonde hair or purple hair whether you're straight or you kissed a girl and you liked it let these two ultra rich pop stars show us that everyone can get along shout out to mike trout not just for being the best player in baseball but also because after hitting a grand slam and an rbi single last night he is now hitting 420 in 69 at bats (laughs) those stats are nice Shout out to the video game Crazy Taxi for Sega Dreamcast. For no real reason other than the fact that I just really like that, that game. Uh, shout out to Derrick Henry and his 99-yard touchdown run. Uh, why? Why not? Uh, that was not just one of the greatest moments in, in, of the season last year. That was one of the greatest moments in the history of the Titans. And the Titans tweeted this out today: uh, the call of the iconic run in Portuguese. Uma corrida para o lado esquerdo e não deu. Vai lá! Olha o Henry saindo do buraco, forçado e muito mais. Oh! E vai para cima do Edinho oh. e passa por ele. E acelera o Henry. Lá vai ele! Sensacional! Oh. Ainda oh, wow. o Henry e com esse cabelo aerofólio oh, wow. é um aerofólio wow. wow. é uma Fórmula Um. Wow. De- wow. wow. Wow Henry Just incredible, my favorite part about that call uh uh' so many great things, but my favorite's probably this guy Wow Henry <laughs> like is that did they let some just like you know like some dude from rural Tennessee just hop into the booth with them Wow Henry, wow, Henry <laughs> wow, Henry. <laughs> uh, lastly, uh, or a couple more shout outs. Shout out to the Nashville Sounds and more so Paradise Park. Yes, I know our beloved Paradise Park is is no more, but thanks to the Sounds, they're bringing it back. They're turning the bandbox in Right Field into our favorite trailer trash bar from Laura Broad, July nineteenth and twentieth. That's pretty sweet. Well done, Sounds. Uh, shout out to Dick Vitale, just signed a contract extension with ESPN that will take him through the 2021-2022 season, and at this age, if he sees a contract extension last longer than four years, he should probably consult a physician. Shout out to podcast listeners. If you enjoyed uh, the last hour of radio, check out my podcast, The Show with Austin Huff. It's based out of St. Louis, uh, but there's a lot of great national content on there. Don Davenport Blank Bishop. All of them. Uh, also, uh, other former Predators and Titans. Nashville is my home, uh, so it's not like I'm not going to talk about it on my own podcast. Shout out to Ryan behind the board getting me on the air tonight. Thank you, sir. Shout out to Jason Martin and Brad Willis for allowing me to fill in today. Since 2004, I've wanted to host my own radio show, and for the last few weeks, they've given me the opportunity multiple times. I'm incredibly grateful for both of their generosity. Uh, you know what, guys? We've got Fox Sports coming up next. Thank you for a fun time, Nashville. Jay Mart's back, uh, soon. I don't know when. Fox Sports is up next. Seacrest out.